This is a podcast from Minute Media. Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Hey, everybody. This is Craig Ackerman, TV play by play announcer for the Houston Rockets. What's up, everyone? This is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked On Rockets. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean. From Shots and Thoughts. This is Will, aka Bias Houston, King of Rockets Twitter. This is Chucky Brown, former professional NBA basketball player for the 1995 NBA champion, Houston Rockets. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself. What's up, Rockets fans? This is Hollywood Don Knock, host of the Apollo Launchpad podcast and the legendary Rockets Twitter spaces. This is Devin White, aka The Gentleman. With your boy Von Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player. Ah. Four, three, two, one. We have ignition. And you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit, State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs, and everything Houston Rockets presented by the Minimedia Podcast Network and the official podcast to fan site. It's Houston Rockets' website, spacecityscoop.com. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. GM, we're here on a Tuesday night post Rockets Nets game over year 105 to 118 loss, which we're going to talk about later. But we got some bigger fish to fry, good sir. We are a few days away from a certain watch party of some sort, so we're a few days away. Something how like you, that. How you Something doing? Like that. You good? I'm good. You know, I'm excited. I'm ready for us to you know to meet everybody. Our hopefully some listeners that want to show up and hang out with us for some reason, right? Um, we're excited to welcome Prod to Houston, you know, mm. and it's going to be a great night. We're just overall just very excited to hang out with the Rockets community, and it's it's going to be a great night. Thank you again to Urban South for hosting us and giving us this platform to have um, such a wonderful event on another Friday evening where the weather stating is getting colder by the minute. <laughs> dude i can't i'm so excited at the fact that i don't think that's getting enough love like i don't think that's getting talked about enough in the fact that it, the high at this point is 77 and the low is going to be 45 like if you're looking at and, and sunny beautiful yeah like if you're looking at just the most perfect day just weather wise to just go out on a friday night or be out you can't ask for a better setup than this at this point yeah i think absolutely. i think as a whole this is going to be so exciting were expected to draw even bigger numbers this time around mm-hmm. and the excitement is is palpable in my in in me chest. Yeah. I can't wait, man. I'm just excited to get to get everybody together under one roof and I don't mm-hmm. think that's getting enough love at this point and I feel like it should is to get all these Rockets fans one last time for at least this season before we close the book on a very entertaining season otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, despite the the record which is, you know, 2060, but I think getting everybody under one roof. You know, we're in so many different group chats. We're in, like, you know, the Bancaro bus group chat. We're in, like, so many different types of group chats and whatnot, right? And I think mm-hmm. for this group for for this group alone, I think that they need to 
you know, come together and this is the best opportunity to get everybody under one roof. Yeah. And this is the best opportunity to get it done. And on top of that, you don't have to pay anything. Just come in. Yeah, there's enjoy n- the company. Yeah, the two great things about it is there's ample parking, which is free, and there's no entry fee. All you honestly have to do is go in there, buy a beer, if you can't drink, Topo Chico, a soda, a water, and you will be entered into our giveaway. And we have quite a few good stuff for everybody this time around. Um, it's going to be awesome. And we hope that everyone stays because what we do have is for the first quarter, we are giving away a Rush Bowls giveaway. Nice. Thank oh, you. you're, annou- you're announcing it. Okay, let me pull up my, my stat line. Go ahead. Thank Continue. you to our sponsors, Rush Bowls Houston. And for the second quarter, we are giving away an Argyle League package, which we don't know exactly what it will consist at the moment, but it'll be worthwhile. I'll say that, mm. and hopefully it does Wait, you come with you a haircut. Know, I thought we had already, I thought we had already established it. Um, well, if it wasn't if established. If it's based on what we have been told, oh okay, yes. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yes, it's going to be good. And then Kenny was after the first and second quarter. Yeah, the third quarter over here is going to be a little bit of Urban Summit connection. Urban South is going to be giving away a gift card as well as us giving away one of our two summit shirts for y'all and the upside of that is is that you know all sizes are included so whatever whoever ends up getting it whether you be big small medium size you can pick your size so that'll be good yeah so that'll be a good little package for the third quarter and of course fourth quarter the big and giant giveaway for y'all sponsored by mania rockets vintage wear that Mm. is right vintage wear that was bought cleaned and brought to you straight from Mania, one of the best, probably the best in our opinion, our, our humble opinion in terms of vintage, uh, not just streetwear, but clothing wear and pop culture wear. Mm-hmm. They absolutely kill it. Their location is wonderful. And we always love visiting there. We bought some jerseys from them recently, too. And... I think that alone is supposed to be big time. The fact that you can act, you know, that it's a good way to kind of like up the ante in terms of what we did last time. We know we had a Rockets giveaway and we gave away a shirt. We gave away a shirt and a beanie. But I like the fact that we can kind of up the ante considering that we're the summit. And I love the summit connection because we're an old school pop. You know, we're a podcast with an old school name and we're providing you some old school products. All products that were actually bought while the Rockets were playing at the summit. So I'm just saying, man, I mean, it's the type of connection you don't really ask for and you end up getting. So that'll be big time. And I want everyone to know that, you know, if, to stick around for it as well. Like you said, um, you can only get the prizes if you're in the building. So if you're in the building and we draw your name and you had left, mm-hmm. we have to move on to the next one, unfortunately. There you go. So it gives you more incentive to stay all four quarters. I heard a rumor that there's going to be cornhole. There's also going to be cornhole. Yeah, there will be cornhole. There'll Absolutely. be outdoor stuff and as well as a day off. Day off is going to be vending there. Vending there once again. One of our awesome sponsors and then Clutch City Barbecue. Yeah, shout outs to them for um, vending and feeding the people that will be over at Urban South. I said Clutch City. I meant to say Crush City. Crush City Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Crush City Crush Barbecue. City Barbecue killing the game. They're going to be big time there. Yeah, and they got some barbecue and birria tacos, man. It's going to be fun. Barbecue, birria tacos. You can't ask for anything better than that. So it's going to be a fun time. So we hope to see everybody there April 8th, this Friday, at Urban South Brewery from myself and Justin hosting this amazing watch party co-hosts jackson gatlin don knock will buys houston with special guest prod 
aka Paulo Alves, straight from Portugal, literally landing a few hours before, and he's going to be there live for all of you, and we're going to be playing the Raptors, so go enjoy that, a good time, and it'll be good vibes all around. Okay, GM, let's move on now. Let's talk about this past game that literally just took place. This is almost going to be like a little post-game and a bit of a catch-up for us as well because it's been it's been tough to kind of just, I guess, be, you know, we usually pump out about two episodes per week, and we've been about a week, which is... You know, we we never really let we never go a week without recording. We typically yeah. try to go within a few days, but it's been a pretty hectic last few weeks here. You know, solidifying the watch party, getting it done. Uh, we've been taking a ton of different meetings uh, from different uh, from the sponsors and whatnot. So we've been actually very very busy lately. We haven't been able to record our content, but luckily, you know, we're going to do that now. So look. Get a little post-game action here. Rockets versus Nets. You and me got to watch the game live. We were together the whole time. It was fantastic. Um, Rockets lose to Brooklyn, 105-118. Mm-hmm. Dropped to 20-60 and 60 on the season. KPJ drops 36. Jalen drops another 30-piece once again. This backcourt combines for a total of 66 points. You know, every time I hear a little bit of KPJ slander here and there, you, you get mm-hmm. reminded about just how good this man is. Um, GM, what were your overall thoughts of the game? First of all, before we type, before we start to kind of zone in on how the play, on how each player is doing, but what mm-hmm. was your overall take on the game? The energy was good <clears throat> from the team when they were like there were portions of the game where the team brought energy and they fought hard to get back into it. But the only thing that was difficult was a fighting the Kyrie Irving onslaught. And B, not being able to overcome their own mistakes. There were times that they were shooting themselves in the foot with fouls here and there. Especially there was a couple possessions where uh, KJ had fouled twice in offensive rebounds for Brooklyn. And they had three red jerseys in the paint. And I don't remember who it was in the paint for Brooklyn. But was able to recover two or three rebounds. And it's moments like that that kind of put the team in you know the not disarray but it's more so kind of like it's a game of momentum correct Mm -hmm. and sometimes when that momentum isn't going your way you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and sometimes you feel like you push a little too hard in that respect so i'm not saying that it was forced but the whole team in general was a little i'm not gonna say like a day school but they they just couldn't hit shots like outside of Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, no one was really hitting. Everyone else shot below 50%. I mean, unless you go with Garuba or Knicks, who only took three shots combined, but I'm not I'm not going to count them as people that took shots. And we noticed like the struggles, the continued struggles of a Garrison Matthews. Shot 14% from the field today. He was 0 of 6 from 3. If Garrison Matthews can't contribute in any way like hitting threes then unfortunately he has no place on the floor josh christopher brought a lot of energy today on the defensive end but he only shot two of 11 from the field and it's things like that where it's like okay that's the difference between a win and an l because we need that third fourth and maybe even fifth help in order to beat a team a playoff team like the brooklyn legs right Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's okay because what I'm also going to sidebar here is Orlando beat Cleveland. So now we officially have the worst record in the league with two games left. So what are the odds of us not overcoming the, of, of uh, slipping out of that? 
I'd say slim to none considering the next two teams are playing. But to get back to things, you know, Jay Sean Tate is still struggling. KJ Martin did not have a very good game. He went 0 4 from three. Honestly, I don't remember the last time KJ missed a three. You know, that's a good question. Uh, KJ, well, his percentages, his percentage points has gone down as of late. He hasn't really been hitting it mm-hmm. at a, at as much of a consistent clip, which I, I expected him to regress back to a medium of some sort, and he definitely did. I think hearkening back to what you were also saying in the game about them actually trying and they were putting forth forth effort, they obviously wanted to win. I thought they wanted to win. They definitely, yeah, they, were they playing, never slowed they were down. I don't think they win. ever slowed down on the effort side of the ball. Um, I think for myself, it comes down to, you know, everyone's making fun of KP, thinking that all oh, these sister are low, he's trying to go for 50. And I know that, that that went viral earlier in the day when he said, oh, I'm looking to drop 50. So did we see a little bit of that? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Was he forcing the shoe? Yeah, absolutely. But I think at the end of the day, what, what, what we had seen was he's trying so hard to get he was trying to get everybody involved and i like to think that all these guys got the exact shots that they wanted to get they got the exact shots that they needed to get these shots just weren't falling and mm-hmm. when these shots aren't falling it becomes hard to for these guys for for kevin porter jr to continue to justify it like i never had any problem with it they got the exact shots that they wanted i thought they got the three-point shots they wanted garrison was like all of garrison shots weren't contested they weren't the crazy fadeaway threes that he was you know he couldn't get i honestly believe that what had happened was he you got the open shots and you just bricked it yeah. and then point number two the reason why they lost is because you got done up by Kyrie and kd i mean Kyrie dropped a 40 plus piece so there's no no way you're gonna beat a Brooklyn Nets team that needed a win, that needed to stay competing in the play-in, that needed that needs every last win at this point. Yep. They can't escape the play-in, but they is if they can hedge their bets in a positive manner to get home court on either one or two of the games that they're going to play in, they're going to do it. Yep. So there was no way that the Rockets realistically were going to win the game unless they were shooting the absolute lights out. Like, like if Garrison, Jay Sean, KJ, LP all shoot equivalent or similar to the percentages that KP and Jalen shot today, that's the only way you're going to beat this Brooklyn team. Mm-hmm. Because I think, honestly, KD phoned it in because KD's like, I don't need to do much. Yep. We're already up d- double digits. Yeah, I agree. I got, that. you know, Kyrie's going to do work. At, Kyrie's going to, Kyrie's been cooking anyways. Let's get Kyrie's confidence going and we're money. But if the game was closer, could KD have po- was probably done more? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean... If they that- were neck and neck, or if we had the lead, they probably yeah. he absolutely would have done more. But I really believe that those were the two points that were bottom line mm-hmm. as to why the game was lost. You had the shots that you had, you had, especially in the first half. You got the shots you wanted. Shots just didn't fall. It is what it is. That happens. That's basketball. Mm-hmm. But Kyrie, you know, God's gift to the earth, God's gift to flat earth is not... You know, is the one that's going off on you. And in my opinion, I've said this while we were watching the purest ball handle, maybe the purest offensive player in, M- in NBA history, hands, in my opinion, in terms of every facet of his game. Um, and I just believe that when that happens, when Kyrie kind of goes God mode on you, you can't really stop it. 40 plus piece, 118 to 105. And that's all she wrote there. Yeah. I mean,. <laughs> Are we going to touch on KPJ individually? We can talk about him how he did this game. Yeah, we should talk as, about as it. As I Go do, ahead. I want to talk about it. Because you want to talk about it? Yes. Um, I don't want to, but we can talk about it. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I like, I like KP. I'm kidding. I got the Joker shirt. I like him. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to say this. Um, it's just because um, 
people are going to look at the assist numbers in all honesty and there were moments in the first half particularly the first quarter where kevin porter jr seemed to be making questionable choices in regards to running the offense trying to get his in the beginning it looked like he was really trying to get 50 and the funny thing was as the game progressed he started to score more efficiently and he started to pick his pick his spots of when he needed to put up shots for the team and as the game progressed he was getting guys open shots he was running the offense but everyone was missing so i mean if you're going to look at the numbers just out of um you know just reflecting looking at straight up what's it called not a bird's eye view but um vision no 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 no. just looking at it like as as it is you know what i mean without context just looking at the box score oh yeah four assists and three turnovers it's not a good look right but you know when everyone else is shooting under 50 percent from the field and you have struggling nights from josh kj jay sean tate these are guys who should be contributors so uh, of course we i personally believe even though i like i have my issues with how he plays i thought that he played the game very well tonight and it's not just based on the numbers it's because he knew exactly when to shoot when to pass and once he started getting a feel for the game he's like okay let me play a bit more aggressively he did a lot better in selecting those shots as well so more kudos to kpj you know and i think that we can we get into this whole aspect of whether or whether he is not a point guard right and i there are times when we can all disagree and there are times when we can kind of overvalue certain things and where some people will have different desires out of him but a game like today and the past five games since you know the vets were sat out, especially a guy by the name of Christian Wood, who has allowed these young players to play to the to the best of their abilities. Like, let's look at it. KPJ is 26 points against the Spurs, 30 points against the Kings, 27 points against the Kings again Friday, and then 21 against the, against the Timberwolves. He's been playing very, very, very well, you know? And I'm not going to discredit him for it. You know what I mean? I think he's played well. Offensively, he's played well. He's made his choices outside of the Minnesota game where he did make some bad decisions on the offensive end, but he's played well, you know? Yeah. And I just want to be able to kind of highlight it because I do believe that when he does have a good game, despite the L, he should be given some flowers for that. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I agree. I will go so far as to say that he's been playing – He's played so well, and I don't think it's going to be highlighted enough tonight. A lot of people are going to shine on the highs of this mm-hmm. because of the fact that they weren't, weren't expected to win and we weren't going to win. Of course not. But, if I, but I did the percentages, and I worked it, and I worked it based on Tate, uh, Garrison Matthews, Josh Christopher, and K.J. Martin's uh, shooting percentages. They all shot a combined 8 of 36 from the floor, and we only lost by 13. Mm-hmm. That's 66 points combined from... You know, KPJ and Jalen Green over half of the points that were totally scored because we only scored 105. Yeah. So when your role players, when two of your starters and your sixth and seventh man off the bench are giving you eight of 36, you're not going to win the game. As much as I know that they wanted to win this one, I really felt like they really wanted to win this one. Yeah, absolutely. It's New York. It's Brooklyn. It's 
it, the lights are bright. You're against KD, Kyrie. They're both on the floor. They're both playing. You want to be able to show out against the big teams. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, to shine light on KPJ, I always feel like he's always been uns- uh, unfairly scrutinized because of the fact that, and and that's the thing though. Like, how do you want to scrutinize him exactly? And we'll go into this like later because we're gonna highlight him in the next uh, segment as well. But just to touch up on it slightly based on what you were saying, uh, KPJ, it depends on how you want to scrutinize him because do you want to scrutinize him for because he's not a point guard or do you want to scrutinize him because you just don't like the way he plays? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And then I think that's where a lot of the split happens between Rockets Twitter and Rockets fans in general. And I guarantee you, uh, Twitter spaces are live right now. Shout-outs to Will, Don, Prod, whoever's the host. Maybe Zeke's the host. Uh, Immaculate Vibes himself. Um, Shout-outs to Will, Brad, and Zeke, <laughs> who, are co- who are all hosting. And, and I'm sure they're talking about it right now, really, mm-hmm. as we're recording this. But they're talking about KP and whether or not he's whether or not to take this seriously i'm gonna take it seriously because no matter what it's still an nba game regardless am i gonna go so far the other way as to say oh point guard point guard point guard no in my eyes he's still he's never gonna be a pure point guard that's mm-hmm. just how it is yeah he's not john you're, you're stock asking a he's little not too much he's not john stock. i've said this a thousand times on a thousand different episodes on our damn pon- podcast mm-hmm. he's not john stockton he's not chris paul he's never gonna be he's gonna be kevin porter jr he's one of one you can obviously tell that straight out the gate you compare him to james harden but he's one of one out the gate and yeah. this and these points tonight have proven that 36 points four assists two rebounds on 41 minutes on the floor gm is there anything left to say before we move on to the next segment here as regards to this 118 105 score Nah, nothing else. I mean, outside of that, we took another L. I thought it was a solid game. I don't think there's much else to say, really. 20 and 60 overall in the record record books right now as we get closer closer to the end of the season with two games remaining left. Give us one moment, friends. Give us one moment, listeners. We need to give a quick ad break and a quick shout-out from one of our awesome sponsors. One moment, and we will be right back. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know. The average garage door is made up of 1.3-millimeter aluminum panels. Something you probably do know. Your neighbor likes to tinker with his dirt bike. Something you probably don't know. A runaway dirt bike can take out your garage door and a good portion of your car bumper. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Summit State of Mind presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I am joined once again by the GM himself on a tiring tiring tuesday night my allergies are just on the fritz right now it's just absolutely horrible we spent like five minutes out there to watch the game and i swear like my nose is making me pay for it like right now like my nose is just like stop you had to go in i had to get my my how to get my i forgot what medicine i take sir tech <laughs> can't remember anymore mm-hmm. take something of some sort but you good right now oh yeah definitely good better than you that's for sure (laughs) just kidding the past couple weeks or the week before i had issues with my sinuses so i totally understand the pain it's not like it's funny it's not really painful it's just it's just 
there. <laughs> like my eyes are just, my eyes are just like, yeah, it's just there. Mm-hmm. But nothing too bad. Nothing that can stop you know the commissioner handling his business, obviously. So let's move forward now, GM. Let's talk about, let's spotlight Jalen Green. Well, let's first spotlight Jalen Green first. We've been missing, like I said earlier, we've been missing these past few games. Mm-hmm. And instead of like going back and like, okay, this is. Let's highlight the Sacramento game, which happened. The two Sacramento games happened a week ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it would have, it would be better if we highlighted instead of that would be to highlight the players. So let's mm-hmm. change it up a little bit. Let's yeah. talk about the players and how they've been performing these last few games in particular. Jalen Green deserves to be at the top of the list in this podcast. I think in everybody's podcast, in terms of if you are watching the Rockets and if you're keeping track of the rookie ladder, because Jalen Green has proven more efficiently than ever that he is not a bust, that he deserves that number two draft spot. As of right now, he deserves the number two draft slot, Mm -hmm. and he has proven it night in and night out, and so far as to complete five straight games of 30-plus points. In the the months of March alone, he averaged about 21 points per game. True shooting percentage at about 59%, 77% from the free throw line, almost 40% from the three-point line, and 48% from the field. It's been been nothing short of a monster uh, month, nothing short of a monster run that he's been on to close the season and getting and shutting the mouths of all the naysayers. GM, how has the man, the myth, the legend, the number two overall pick, the cornerstone of this franchise and the mm-hmm. ongoing future, Jalen Green, how's he been doing in your eyes? You're going to see that he's made positive strides in regards to his game. And you can see him putting forth the effort, not just on the offensive end, but on the defensive end as well. The improvements is all throughout his game. And from what I've seen recently and from the second half of the season since after the All-Star break in general, Jalen has just been next level. He's turned it up. The man, the man has shown that he can play and he is ready to take that stride next season. I mean, you know, the, the five straight games now of 30-point games, he's now just behind Allen Iverson for the record. Um, he has the rookie record for the Houston Rockets by himself. As announced now. by Kaylee Griffin. <clears throat> so, you know, um, dude, it's it's wonderful. I mean, literally, he had an interview um, on the podium after the last game, not this game, and they asked him what he had learned, and he said he's a bucket, and he's been showing that night in and night out he's made it happen and you can see the way he's been moving off the ball he's been more decisive he's turning harder on his cuts and he's just finding ways to impact the game whether he has the ball or not and you can see him when he does have the ball some of his decisions now he knows exactly what he is doing the man is making it happen um, and I just love it. I mean, there are moments in games when he kind of has that, he starts to take over in the sense of offens- offensively. And it's like, that's what you call maturity right there. And it's been a wonderful thing to see. And shout out to James, James Piercy, who's, who called it and said, remember Anthony Edwards last year, he struggled. And all of a sudden he picked it up and he had the best second half. And Jalen Green has taken the exact same route in regards to his development and 
wow, it's just for the team, I can just see how happy Rockets fans, Rockets brass, coaches, even the his teammates are to see Jalen make those strides. And it's unbelievable. And to think about it, like even not just um, this recent game that had passed, but two games prior, the one against Minnesota, I believe, was at the game. And he had nine free throws in that game. So <laughs> that's what you call, you know, that's how, oh no, sorry, the Sacramento game Friday. He had nine free throws. And that is what you call, see, that's where you're starting to see him get his points, not just from the field. You're, you want to see him make those moves where he's getting into the paint. And I guess they had a good whistle for him that game because they were definitely a few plays against the Nets where we definitely felt like he was fouled. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. At least three or four, I would say. Um, but overall, it's just the growth and even though it's the end of the season, we're 20 and 60, but I cannot tell you after watching Jalen Green how excited I am for the 2022-2023 season with another rookie in the helm. And whatever additions, subtractions these team this team makes, I'm excited to see what Jalen Green does with that and what he brings into his bag next year. Because there are some things that we've seen already that's been added on since. And next year, he's he's going to be unlocked, man. I just, I truly believe in that. I like that he's, what he's been doing in terms of what's been making him successful is that the game has really slowed down. Mm-hmm. You can see that the man is not moving fast anymore. Like, and, and I know people are saying, oh, no, of course he moves fast. That's, he's, a, he's a fast basketball player. I'm like, yeah, no, he's really fast. But there's a difference between being wild and just running for the sake of running up and down the court, going side to side on the court, rather than moving without wasting any motion while you're moving. That's what Jalen Green has been doing. Every step he has taken since from the tip, uh, from the tip off, what? Um, (laughs) That's what James Harden did. Shout out to James Harden. But from from the tip off and every step he makes now is like, it's a step towards either a bucket, a stop, a play or something, but every step he makes, it's it's with purpose. And I think when you start to do that, the game starts to really slow down for yourself. And then you can kind of understand it. And I don't think people understand that, that they wanted Jalen Green to be, you know, they wanted him to be the cornerstone right away. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand how difficult that is for anyone out the gate, any rookie out the gate, to just be God mode for 82 games in their rookie season, Michael was one of them. Mm-hmm. Greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. Yep. LeBron James, one of the greatest players of all time. Kobe Bryant had a pretty lackluster rookie year. You know what I mean? You can go down the list. James Harden had a very lackluster rookie year. Mm-hmm. Posted his lowest totals of his entire career. That's the thing that I'm saying. Like You have all these greats that will pop in but even the greats take time yep exactly, that's the thing unless you exactly. are literally the 0.1 of the percentile which is michael and lebron and i'm sure i'm missing luca luca had himself a rookie year as well yeah but his story isn't finished yet obviously i think in terms of what jalen provides on the court his defense his ability to move side to side his ability to cover the man look the muscle's gonna come around he's gonna get he gets bumped off uh quite a lot and that's gonna happen and i think once he kind of learns the tricks of the trade to kind of learn how to how to absorb the bumps 
and more importantly, know how to dish out the pain as well. When he starts to learn how to do that at a consistent rate with the muscle that he's going to gain, you know, this summer, Mm -hmm. next summer, and the years that fall in the future, and also kind of learning the tricks that these star players have. Chris Paul has a thousand different tricks in his arsenal to get foul calls. If Jalen can learn that, Jalen can up, and I and I tried finding his free throw totals per game this season, and it's hard to find. I, I couldn't pop it up. I'm assuming it's pretty low. My assumption is maybe four free throws a game. Maybe three uh, or four free throws less. a game. Yeah, maybe so three. So if it's three free throws three. a game, if he can up that to eight or nine, mm-hmm. dude, that's five or six more That's five or six more points. Easily. He's averaging 17 right now. That will easily bump him up to 23. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing that I'm saying. Like, he's already averaging 17 points after a very pedestrian uh Pre was a pre All Star break where he only averaged fourteen points a game, which is not even bad. Yeah. Average almost fifteen points a game, thirty eight percent from the field, thirty one percent from three, and then he upped it to twenty one and a half post post All Star break with forty seven percent from the field and thirty nine percent from the three point line. Yep. Then you are looking at eight percentage points going up on the three point percentage and nine points going up on the field goal percentage. It's obvious that the as the games were going to progress, mm-hmm. he just gets stronger and stronger. If you're a Rockets fan, this is the perfect, perfect, perfect scenario that you would want for this team moving forward. To, to harken back to what the GM said, this is your cornerstone of your franchise, him. No matter what LP, whatever LP becomes, bonus. Whatever Jaga becomes, bonus. Yep. Jalen is the number two overall pick. He was crowned... He was cemented. He was brought in to be the you know the 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 torch carrier post James Harden, and you are now seeing it five straight thirty point games. And you can argue and say, oh, it's against bad competition. Yeah, it's against bad competition. Of course it is. You're going to go against the teams that are against the tank. Obviously, I'm not saying nothing against that, but I'm also not calling him like the next Michael Jordan. I'm not going to be obvious. He wasn't playing against. He wasn't playing against NBA elite level defenses these past few games. I'm going to be real with you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, going back on what you said, mm-hmm. Jalen's a walking bucket. He could get buckets in his sleep. I've always said this. And it continues and he continues to move on. And like I said, these last two games are going to be telling to see where what how he wants to finish the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're going to get seven straight before the season ends. That'll be great. I'm so excited to see what he's going to do. I want to see how he's going to develop on the defensive side of the ball. What kind of culture? My assumption is they're going to keep Silas for another year. What kind of culture he wants to instill in the defense, depending on who we draft, whether yeah. it be Chet, Jabari, or mm-hmm. uh, Paolo, obviously, and then seeing how, where we go from there. Yeah. Offensively, I, I I expect his increase to jump up about a few about a few percentage points and to go up a few uh, points too on the on the PPGs. So Jalen Green, absolute bucket. We know that five plus thirty point games. Good for him. We're very excited to see what he's going to do these last two games of the season. Let's move on now. You know, we did talk about KPJ. We talked about how he did. Um, let's let's take a little bit of a deep dive into him now. He's probably the most, I was going to call Wood the most polarizing Rockets player, but I don't think he's very polarizing at this point. I think a lot of people just don't didn't like they him. They just don't like him. They just don't like it's him. It's unfortunate. I think the most polarizing player, hands down, is KPJ. Oh, yeah. We, and especially what he's been doing this season. But, mm-hmm. GM, I want to hand it off over to you first. You were already hearkening back onto how he was on, on the games that he's been playing the last few games. But let's shine more light on that now. Mm-hmm. What have you been seeing KPJ these last few games on how he's performed? And, and has he earned his right to be the point guard of this team? 
I don't know if we can say he's completely earned his right, but I do believe that he deserves an opportunity to possibly be the point guard next year. Um, I'm not against it if we were to have an opportunity to acquire a better point guard. And, you know, and like, you know what, Kevin Porter Jr., we're going to move you here. He'll be sixth man. That's up to, uh, up to him and how he responds. <clears throat> but I think based on what we have seen um, the past few games is that he's getting a grasp of the position. And I'm not going to deny the fact that sometimes he makes bad steps back, just like in the Minnesota game where he made some questionable decisions down the stretch and, you know, where it's just like sometimes he has tunnel vision. But I feel like that's where it's instinctive. Sometimes as players, you go back to what you're comfortable with and what you want to do. And and your instincts suggest that when you're going to try to slash, you're going to try to shoot. You know, it's very hard to change anybody's instincts, mindsets, based on how they've played for their career, you know? And this is the first time he's ever played as a point guard, so I get that. And people say they want more traditional point guard. I'm in that line as well, but traditional point guards don't exactly exist in the NBA. That's the thing. It's more so of a combo guard thing, and I do believe that Kevin Porter Jr. is a combo guard with decent playmaking skills the argument was always that do you want him to be the guy to control the offensive flow and at this juncture it's it's really split like i've never seen something more divisive than everyone's opinions on kevin porter jr and you know, like we always, everyone likes to hearken on the numbers. Like, oh, he's got 11 assists. He looked great. But in the context of the game, were the 11 assists in the flow? Was it, was he controlling the pace? It's more so the decision making and everything else surrounding that. That's what I look for in regards to Kevin Porter Jr. Yes, it's cool when he is having eight assists and two turnovers, right? But there's context behind those numbers. So those are the things that I look for in regards to Kevin Porter Jr. Um, He's made those strides. It's only fair to say that he has. There are days when we get frustrated, but I think it's only fair because everybody uh, can't be perfect and make perfect choices all the time. So that's the thing that I will say is that, you know, the book is still out. And I do believe that the team is going to give him the reins next year too, barring we fall to four and we get Jaden Ivey. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only way I see that happening. But at this point in time, I just think that Kevin Porter Jr. running the point guard position with a Jalen, and I'm going to—I hate to say this—I don't want to attack anyone personal or attack Christian Wood in general, but. Him and Kevin uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green without Christian Wood have performed so much better and more freer. The game is more flowy, and you can see it. So if there's no Christian Wood, I would want to see a season of no Christian Wood with those guys. Personally, that's just me. Whether that actually happens is a whole other story. Mm -hmm. But based on what I've seen, I think that it's only fair that Kevin Porter Jr. will likely get another year at the helm. I'll go so I'll go so far as to even say that he will not only start, but even if let's say our pick drops to number four, we do get Jaden Ivey with the fourth pick. How much want to bet Jaden Ivey is going to come off the bench? 
I really feel like highly likely. Yeah, I, I really feel that. like that. Like, highly like, likely. like Silas is just gonna say, you know what, you're new. Yeah, you're the four number four overall pick, but prove to me that you're a better point guard. Yeah, right I out mean, the gate. You know, prove you'll, to me. you'll see a training camp. And like, I'll, if like, he's but, better, but, yeah. But I still even let's you, let's say Jaden Ivey did, does well. Let's say he does very well. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think they're gonna take KPJ off of the point guard spot to start the season. I mm-hmm. highly doubt it. Unless Jaden Ivey just goes god mode and average ten plus assists every preseason game. I highly doubt it. True. I just don't think so. I just think that no matter what, I think Silas is gonna stick to his guns. And we're gonna talk about this in future episodes, obviously. But I'm just. Harkening back to what you were saying in regards to that, I think KP, in my opinion, and the way that he's played, mm-hmm. the combo guard comparison's perfect. It really, really is. James Harden was a combo guard. He is a combo guard, despite what anyone may think. Mm-hmm. He's kind of shifted into more of a point guard role now. You know, he's playing for Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, not Brooklyn, I'm sorry, with Philly. But, <laughs> I know, right? We just played Brooklyn. I know. <laughs> uh, but... What KP represents here is almost the the new. It's the new like era of the point guard mm-hmm. because you're starting to see. I mean, it's Trey Young a pure point guard. I, I just no. don't call him a pure point guard. Like no. even Steph even Curry, Steph Curry, like even Damian Lillard to a degree. Like I don't know if I could call them pure point guards they're so rare now that it's just hard to call like a lot of these guys when you when you're in the point guard spot you have to be able to get a bucket that's just mm-hmm. the bottom line john Morant is a point guard like but yeah. he's a bucket mm-hmm. so like it's hard to say that kpj is not you can't li- you can't deny it to yourself and lie about it and say kpj is not in that realm because he is yeah he can get the bucket whenever he wants it's about can he set the table properly for jalen green which he has been doing. I thought he's been doing so good at that lately, too. And in these last few games, you know, if you look back, he had 36 tonight, 21 against Minnesota, 27 against Sacramento, 30 again in Sacramento. He had 57 combined. Like, he's obviously getting buckets, 26 going back to that Spurs game as well. Like, I think bottom line, the way that KPJ is playing, he's solidified his role as the point guard for the foreseeable future as of right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's earned I think no matter how someone may feel, oh, he's not a pure point guard. Yeah, okay, he's not a he's not a pure point guard. Yeah, that, that's an you impossible could, task. It's, it's not an impossible happen. task because he has to literally kill everything that that was probably brought up and instilled in his system and mm-hmm. his nature since he was born to pick up a basketball. So it, I don't think that's going to happen. What you're going to see, though, I think, especially if we end up you know staying in the top three and drafting one of Bancaro. Um, uh, Jabari Smith Jr. or Chet Holmgren, you're going to see further development. I'm sure KP is going to go into the lab this offseason and try to see if maybe he can. What I would like to see him do, and we'll, we'll talk about this you know, when we do our more offseason talk, what I'd like to see him do in the offseason is probably kind of do more five-on-five five and set plays and kind of do scrimmages and just kind of see what, what, what he can see on the floor to see if there's maybe little stuff he can plug in here and there, maybe improve his vision. I think yeah. that would be very helpful for him too, because mm-hmm. he is going to be the point guard for the foreseeable future. Not not knocking on him for not being able to have Chris Paul vision, but if he can yeah. up his vision, yeah. Oh man, dude. Yeah. But also, and I don't think this, and I don't think that this is the issue also that everyone has with him because that's point number one. But point number two, people have issues with him because of his mental state. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Exactly, I agree with that. Yep. Is he? And if someone like Jaden Ivey ends up coming in with the fourth pick, because it's very realistic, if he ends up beating him, 
let's say 25 games through the season and Jay Ivey is just balling, is just out. balling out and he's just a dog and he's just killing it. KP, we're going to push you to the three. How's he going to feel about that? Like, will he be mature enough to handle that? Like, I don't know if it's just me and it's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm, a, you know what? Like, okay, I see what you mean. Like, let's let's run it. I'm still starting. Yeah, I'm still one of the big dogs on the court. Let's make this happen. But yeah, that's that's one of the pressing and glaring issues with KP was whether or not he's willing to accept that role. Let's say though, let's put a scenario out there. Let's just let's take it a little out into the future and let's say it is Jaden Ivey and let's say that he ends up taking over that point guard spot midway through the season or 25% of the way through the season. GM, do you think he'll be okay? Do you think KP will be okay with that? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if he is mentally mature enough to handle the demotion at this point in his career when he's just starting to believe that he is figuring it out. Um, I do not, I am not jealous of the job that Steven Silas has, John Lucas has. I'm not jealous at all. I mean, no offense to the likes of a Kevin Porter Jr., but, you know, when he the man has experienced a lot in his life, we don't know what it's like to walk in his shoes. And if things like that occur, the way people handle adversity in that sense, everyone responds differently. So we don't know what to anticipate in regards to that. So... It's it's just a matter of, you know, whether or not KPJ can handle it. I mean, personally, I'm okay with KPJ being at the three or being the sixth man. And okay, let's 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 say this. Let's let's just let's say, um, forty one games into the season, and we are. Uh, Ooh, you're about twenty two and nineteen. I was like, you're about to predict a record. Twenty two and nineteen. Okay. Right. Yep. And. We've been starting to lean towards Jaden Ivey running the one, and we see a three-guard lineup of Ivey, Green, and KPJ, and there is success. Then I can see a possibility of them going with that lineup, right? How can you argue it? And, uh, and also, and also, um, if KP, KPJ would be okay with it. Yeah. If there was a demotion and they were losing, I feel like KPJ would feel attacked. Because he'd feel like this is my fault, so I'm going to be the one who's going to have to go down. And that's the issue there, you know? And I don't know how that would be, hypothetically speaking. I'm hoping that's not it because I don't want Ivy. Um, I like Ivy, but I don't want Ivy. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, but yeah. I think, I I don't know, man. I'm a big Ivy fan. I mean, I got to say, man, I'm an Ivy leaguer. Yeah, but you're a Jabari guy. I'm a Jabari one. guy first and foremost, man. Yeah. For the Jabari, dude. Yeah. For the Jabari tribe. Do you remember the Jabari tribe? Oh, wow. I don't Black remember Panther. that. Black Panther. Oh, really? The Jabari. Yeah. They were man. the ones. <sighs> Wait. Who? Oh, fa, fa. They I were the remember. ones that. Ah, oh, man. It's been a while since oh, I've watched Black Panther. Who? 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 Like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm in the Jabari tribe, bro. <laughs> I got to get. Shouts to Day Off. Chris, get the Jabari tribe shirt going, bro. Let's pump that there's, out. There's money to be made. There's money to be made. Let's get that going. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm I'm an Ivy Leaguer, mm-hmm. of course, but I am a Jabari Tribe guy first. Like, I'm, I'm gonna say this right now, Jabari Tribe, straight up, like that is a fantastic name. Mm-hmm. I gotta start spitting that. We gotta get that out there. <laughs> Jabari Tribe. There you down. go. There you I'm go. not on the Big Carroll bus. Jabari Tribe all the way. But <laughs> no, I think you're right though. Um, 
especially in terms of what is going to end up happening, it's, gosh, it's so hard to call. And when you're really talking about KPJ, you really are teetering, man. It's, it's so polarizing. I, I feel like know? this whole season we've just been teetering, yeah. you know, and, and it's mm-hmm. and it's not a comfortable feeling. No, definitely not. Um, especially going into this off season and going into the, you know, next season, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens from here on in. I like the way that these, this backcourt is playing, though, overall. They've, mm-hmm. The other side of the coin, obviously, is that these two guys are, are the backcourt of the future. You know, these two, Jalen says he's a bucket. I mean, KP is pretty much a bucket as well, and mm-hmm. they're both getting buckets. And it's, it just makes for a very exciting time if you're a Houston Rocket fan. So I can't yeah. wait to see what else they're going to do. GM, I want to get ready to go home here for the end of this episode. But before we do, look, there's two games left remaining. 20 and 20 and there's 20 and 60 there's two games left remaining we are in Seoul we are literally in Seoul place of first yeah which is last <laughs> that makes sense if you're not you know what the what is it the Ricky Bobby saying if you're not first if you're, not, you're last if you're not first you're last well and you know what in tanking season if you're not if you're not last you're not first there you go <laughs> I guess so mm-hmm. but um GM currently on April 5th Worst record. We have the worst record in the NBA. So let's say if the season ended today and we drop as low as five. Realistically speaking, mm-hmm. predict the pick right now. Shade on sharp. Easily. No, what? Oh, that was not my question. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying who, Sorry. I, would pay, who I would take. Oh, if we had number five? At, yeah, number yeah five. No, that's fine. First oh, of all, okay. wrong answer, Adrian Griffin. But then we're not going to argue that today. Um, <laughs> if we, you know, when the ping pong balls go into the machine, what pick do we end up getting? Do we get one, two, three, four, or five? Uh, Make the call on April fifth. You want you want number one. You want the number one overall pick. You're gonna predict it though. I want number one to trade down to three. Jeez. I've said it from the beginning. <laughs> I want I want the Jalen Brown um, trade package. Because <laughs> whoever wants Chet Holmgren, go ahead, get him, um, and we'll take Paolo or Jabari. We're not taking any losses there. It's just a matter of giving Steven Size the keys, and you you figure it out, brother. Brother, speak for yourself, man. Okay, I think if it's, I think if if I think if I were to predict, I I don't think we're going to get the number one pick. I think realistically speaking, we're probably going to get the number two pick again. I feel like we'll go back to back on number two. I think we're going two or three. Yeah, I think so too. Um, It has to be two or three. I think I think we've suffered through enough. You know, we went through the whole Deshaun saga. Mm-hmm. We went through the James Harden saga last year. We went through the Carlos Correa saga. I think the I think the city of Houston's been through enough. I think we deserve a dub here. Yeah, I want a dub. I, I mean, mean the number, number one pick n- would be nice. Number two was a dub in yeah, the sense yeah. when we're thinking oh, well, about we're gonna it now. We're going to lose that pick, OKC, which is a whole other story. Yeah, but the stroke of luck that we've had as a as a team is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's been big time. So we'll see what happens, man. But, oh, here, quickly, before we go home, one last, I'll give you one last little bonus segment, little bonus segment, because we don't have a Patreon just yet, but it was WrestleMania weekend, and we had a, we had a lot of fun. We got to enjoy our, our Saturday, you know, WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday as well. Oh, and, that was uh, good. That was fun. Favorite moment? Cody, obviously, 100%. Cody Rhodes coming. I took it all the way, I gave it all the way, take my freedom. It was the dopest thing, was to just hear the crowd sing to his theme you mean the boom boom 
wrestling has more than one royal family. Can you stop? <laughs> Shoutouts to uh, Roman Reigns, by the way. You know, we the ones. He was my pick. I wanted him to win. But also we got to, you know, shout out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, yeah, but I wanted to shout out Roman first. Touche. He's the one. Because you got acknowledge- to acknowledge what him. What he did, yo, hands down. Okay, we're going to talk about that in a second, but let's recognize the one right now. Roman Reigns, acknowledge your tribal chief, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Acknowledge the tribal chief, the undisputed world champion, mm-hmm. one of the greatest of all time, and hands down, right here on this podcast, episode 88, the greatest wrestler in the world today. I have no issues with that statement. I have none. Stone cold, though. Sean might have an issue with that statement. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can take that up with me on, on his podcast. <laughs> but I think right now, though, uh, Stone Cold also, I thought that was in- I thought that he came back and had a whale of a match. The fact that they went no holds barred was what blew my mind. I mean, it was just kind of like the fact. I mean, I understand if they were to do regular match, but Stone Cold, not just, you know, he, he took bumps outside the ring, man. Dude. That shit freaked me out. Bro, bro, bro. Okay, so, like, I, I don't want to disclose, like, what happened, but obviously, okay, so I was nervous. I was so nervous. I was pacing. Mm-hmm. So, like, right before Stone Cold, like, Kevin Owens is talking to Smack. He's talking to Trash. I'm pacing. Yeah. Because I'm scared. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, this is going to be, there's no way this has to be a match. The main event's going to be a match. And I was <laughs> literally scared because I was, like, I was, like, feeling the pressure of, like, I was telling, shouts to Chris Chavez, by the way. Um, cause he was with me, but I was like, this is like, this is our generation. This is mo- the millennials going against Gen Z. We need yeah. this. Yeah. We need this. Like I was feeling so nervous. Like I was like, Oh God, I hope Stone Cold doesn't fail. Come on, man. And he was just <laughs> for 57 years old, man, knocked it out of the mother effing ballpark. He took bumps, which is what I fully expect. He took a suplex to the floor. Unbelievable. My man looked like he had not aged a day incredible stuff like he still moves yeah. he's still spry yeah, it, was, it was perfect and he wasn't blown and he was not blown up like yeah, dude I mean, the, the, come on stone cold he's a he's a brawler he's a beast. and for the older guys like that brawling is perfect and if we're gonna go into the wrestling realm of things like he just they played the card of what suited him best oh. in regards to what his style is in the ring where it's just brawling hitting hard-nosed wrestling it wasn't like a technical clinic because that's not what he does but you know it was just hard hitting overall and dude that match was unbelievable and you know what shout out to night two because we got to see stone cold give stunners to austin 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 theory austin theory vince mcmahon and pat mcafee pat mcafee and austin theory sold those stunners like a freaking champ and you realize too i I, and i don't know like because i didn't really understand the magnitude of it but i saw a picture of them Mm -hmm. before i like when i was like in bed like uh when i was just kind of recapping the night Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie to you man i got a little sad because i i feel like and it's sad you know it's the age but i think this may be the last time we see those two together in a ring like at that in that in that stone cold stone cold against mr mcmahon yeah. the, the the characters yeah i agree i agree because uh-huh. i mean we're just getting at that point where those two are just they're old so that may have been the last time and they may have done that just as a treat one last treat for the fans absolutely before it's all said and done yeah and i'm i'm 
I feel very blessed that we got to see that again. And I I'm, made it. I put out a tweet saying, dude, Stone Cold wrestled match last match in 03. I remember vividly. Uh, I was a fifth grader. I was dancing to Dirty Pop by NSYNC. It was great. <laughs> Girls seemed to like it for some weird reason, and I became popular. It's a that, weird that, story. That was it was one lie. of the weirdest stories <laughs> I could ever explain to y'all. But if you remember NSYNC, if you were born in that time, NSYNC mm-hmm. was, like, the best. So I don't know how, but I don't know. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. But uh-huh. 19 years, I got to spend 19 years on this earth, to, and, I, and I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. And I got to see, and I got to witness Stone Cold back in a professional wrestling ring to get to close the chapter on his career on his note, on his own devices, on, by his choice, couldn't ask for anything better. It capped off a great, a great mania, yeah. And def- I, I wouldn't say one of the greatest manias of all time, because mm-hmm. we've witnessed a ton of great manias, twenty, thirty, and but definitely one of the best. Definitely, definitely up there. Definitely up there. Yeah, definitely up there. Absolutely. So. Do you have anything else to say in regards to our little wrestling? I think we have enough like listeners that listen to this that will probably appreciate wrestling. So I, I would hope so. Oh, um, I would like to say this too, though. If people don't know who Stone Cold is, Stone Cold, I'd call Stone Cold like the the Michael because he's my he's my goat. He's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Actually, no, I take it back. He's my Co- he's Kobe. He's my Kobe. Yeah, because Kobe's my goat. Kobe's my goat. Mm. So in terms of what I got to witness, Kobe's my goat. Mm-hmm. So. Stone Cold is Kobe, so it's a good way to get people to kind of understand what uh, how how much of the magnitude that Stone Cold has. Yeah, and then Roman is like, I don't know, LeBron. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you consider LeBron the best player right now, I'd say like he's like Kevin Durant. There you go. That's better. Yeah. John Cena is LeBron. Oh, yeah, John Cena is LeBron. Absolutely. We've we've we've, 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 we've done this yeah, in a past episode this. with Raheel. Yeah, but now we have a bigger platform, more listeners. They gotta know. Touche, touche. Yeah, go it's, back to episode whatever it was with Raheel Ramzanali. I think episode thirty. That was the first on one. The very first one. Yeah, episode thirty. I don't know. So if you want to harken back fifty-eight episodes in, yeah. you are welcome to do it. Go back and listen to our past. <laughs> I think we have. I think we have great episodes stored in the tank there. If you guys want to check it out. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and go home here, GM. Mm-hmm. I want to just say thank you. You know, for always coming on the pod, and no matter how tough it it always is for us because we're just such busy people but we always find time to do this this is our dreams this is our passion we love talking sports Mm -hmm. love talking rockets though the whole story goes with our podcast man two brothers just enjoy talking about sports we've been doing this literally all of our lives and all you did was pop on a mic turn on a computer hit record very true go yeah right yep that's basically what we are gm hit him with the sign off one time well okay guys if you are ready Please rate us five stars on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, even if you listen to other platforms like Good Pods, for example. Vote us five stars. Please leave us a review. We truly, truly appreciate all the love and support from all of our fans. And follow us on Twitter at Summit SOM Pod. And on Instagram at summit state of mind underscore pod, correct? And then follow me on my personal Twitter and Instagram, JP underscore Mirabueno. And Kenny, show yes. t- give, give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. You can follow me as well uh, on, on Twitter at summit commission, S U M M I T C O M M I. 
sh i keep my instagram on private so you won't be able to follow me there most likely you'll be able to follow me on twitter where i'm where i am where i am a media of a public figure more of a more or less of a public figure my 300 followers will say thank you to that and uh yeah so we just appreciate it man we appreciate the grind we're continuing to to rise and, and get stronger and get better and we have a ton of content we are the podcast, and, and I will say this on our show specifically. I said this on Cushion Wheelhouse, shots shot, the Cushion Wheelhouse show, but we don't take breaks. We are not going to, we are going to continue to pump out at least one episode a week. That mm-hmm. is, we've, we, we've always promised ourselves to do that. And we will be doing rocket specs. We'll be doing interviews. We'll be doing, uh, obviously, draft stuff, which is going to be, you know, the, yeah. the letter of the day. Yeah, just more so expect other forms of content yeah not just the draft obviously everyone wants to know about the draft but there are other things that we can definitely touch on in regards to the off season our podcast just doesn't move in a straight line baby we like to, we oh, like yeah. to we like to visit the but we like to grab we like to to pop in that delorean baby we like to rev it up to 88 one time and we like to yeah. go back to the past it's what we do yeah maybe we'll do another sport for an episode, just for fun, depending on if we bring in a guest from another, absolutely, which is what we've done, and, which is what we've done in know, the past. Shout out to Michael Connor yeah. for joining us last off season. We're definitely going to plan on doing that again, and especially mm. the uh, the ultimate rocket perspective of five parter that yes. we are gonna that we are planning on doing. We're gonna be doing it most likely this off season. That's what we're planning on as of right now. Mm-hmm. The the greatest year in Rockets history outside of the two titles, a five part, that's right. Five different parts with four different guests. We're going to have G me myself and the GM doing one episode and then we're going to have four, four different guests. Hopefully. That would be the target yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. So we just appreciate you all. Just continue to follow us. Continue to see the journey. Continue to see our grind as we continue to just try to put out better content for y'all, man. That's really what we do this for. We do this for ourselves, obviously, because we enjoy this. this is our passion. But we love speaking to y'all. Uh, there have been people that have come up to me, random people just telling me that they they recognized our voices. They know who we are, and it's very humbling to us. And we just appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're not we're not above anybody. We're not better we're not, than we're anybody. Not Hollywood, like we're, our boys Don and Kush. Oh yeah, no. Just kidding. I'm not a I'm not a cloud chaser. <laughs> I love my boys. I love my boys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but for real though, like you know, we're we're really not above anybody, and and I like to think that this Rockets community is the exact same way. You know, if you just want to come say hi, just come say hi, man. Like we're very open to that, and we can. Ch- I feel like we can chat up conversation with anybody. I could chop it up with anybody about pretty much anything. It doesn't even have to be just rockets. I could chop it up pretty much with anything. Yeah. So you, anybody that sees us at the at the watch party, you want to chop it about mania? I am down oh, to please. talk about mania. Let's go. You want to talk about Astros baseball? We'll be your guys. You want to talk about Houston Texans? Absolutely. What? Oh. Not okay. just kidding. I'm yeah. totally kidding. No, I have no, no idea about the draft. You know, I'd rather just talk about Tony Asabio, Richard Hidalgo, Hank Conger. Yeah, shout out to my baseball guys. But, you know, or even shout out to let's let's bring up some role players. P. Chilcut. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Othella Harrington. <laughs> Kevin Willis, Mark Bryant, Nat Maloney, Bryce Drew. It can go on and on with us. You got a nonstop of your with your stuff, man. Like it's making me. It's like making my allergies go nuts now. Just hearing, <laughs> just hearing that, I'm allergic to role players. Apparently, Jesus. But, uh, so we're gonna Trevor Ariza would be really upset with that statement. The front door. You know, I'm kidding. I love Trevor Ariza. I love my role players. You know that. 
But uh, yeah, good stuff, GM. Let's go ahead and uh, yeah, let's go ahead and go home here and finish up our episode. We appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hope you guys have a great week so far. And like I said, this Friday, Houston Rockets watch party. We'd love to see y'all. 6 p.m. start time, 6:30 tip off time, and we're going to be doing a ton of giveaways. Great co-hosts. And we're going to have just a great time. You want a chance to meet us in person? This is the best chance to do it. Meet us there. Meet us on Friday. Meet us at Urban South Brewery. Meet us at the Summit. We'll see you guys next episode, episode 89, as we close the chapter on episode 88. See you all next time. Take care. He's on fire! Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. <laughs> Check front door, check window, check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball, lose shiny ball, find shiny ball, eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. The Summit 444 4, 4, 4, 4, 4.